The global supply chain is strained. One essential transportation network continues to keep the economy connected 24-7. That network is freight rail. We're increasing hiring and capacity, all while investing more than $20 billion per year into our network to improve reliability every day. We never stop working to better serve our customers because freight rail works. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? <laughs> of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, one of the fastest growing movie podcasts in the world, where we discuss all things film. On this episode, we discuss the latest movie news from August 16th to August 22nd. Hello, movie friends. Welcome back to the latest movie news segment. This is Anthony. And this is James. And let's begin with some box office stuff. So Free Guy, Ryan Reynolds' new film, which has been on the burner for like a year and a half because of COVID, came out and had a really good weekend last week. It did uh, $28 million, and it's up to $62 million worldwide. I think they had a great marketing campaign for this movie. It, and I'm, Well, the marketing campaign is Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah but also <laughs> the movie looked like a lot of fun. Yeah. It looked like uh, it doesn't take itself seriously. Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds, you know, that infectious personality and also mm-hmm. the blend of the video game-esque quality, which a lot of young people are into and we used to be into video games. So this seems like a movie that a lot of people could enjoy. It's really well marketed, just like his Deadpool movies are because he's so good at social media. He's even on TikTok doing stuff. So I think that's one of their keys too is because not only is Ryan such a charming and infectious personality, but he gets all he, – he understands how to communicate – comedically to a lot of different demographics yeah exactly and i think everyone you can't find someone who doesn't love ryan reynolds by this point he's the man yeah i mean i want to see the uh, hitman's bodyguard part two that looks like a blast it got bad reviews though i still want to see it because yeah. them two are just so fun together mm-hmm. um then we have don't breathe two made 10 million uh domestically you know worldwide which you know that's that's good for, the budget was probably about that not bad for a horror movie again we've talked about how we're disappointed by the the direction they're going with that franchise where they could have had the next great horror villain but they ended up what looks like turning him into a hero yeah i'm actually i'm not gonna watch the movie i don't want to i was very very into it when they announced the sequel i was like oh sweet let's get another don't breathe that that movie was fantastic and and uh stephen graham was awesome as the the villain and but then the trailer comes out and he's the good guy saving a girl from bad guys and i'm like he's supposed to be the bad guy and the way they ended the first one where he's like tracking the people yeah. in the first one down is like they're just going to abandon yeah, that story. Is that not going to happen now? I so I was just I was so disappointed with the trailer and the direction they went with the sequel that I I'm, I'm probably not going to see this at all. We could have had the next great horror icon. We could have yeah. had the next Ghostface, the next Freddy. I think they could have done that, but yeah. I, I don't know. I think, you know, we got to make him the protagonist now. Yeah. Anyways, I mean, for what he did, if you guys have seen Don't Breathe, he does some pretty horrific things yeah. to people in that movie. It's messed up. Not counting the people who break into his house, but what he's already doing was horrible and mm-hmm. now you turn him into a hero it just doesn't make sense to me. Jungle Cruise is still killing at 9 million last weekend. It's solid. Uh, Respect made eight million last weekend, and then Reminiscence unfortunately bombed at the box office. It only made six hundred thousand on Friday night. 
It's projected to hit a 1.7 million weekend, which is not very good. That's bad news for Lisa Joy and her film, which is too bad because we went to that advanced screening and we did a Q&A with her and she seemed like a really nice, smart and, um, you know, cool person. It's just it's unfortunate. I think that, I don't think that movie was marketed very well by Warner Brothers. And I'm sure I think a lot of people were in the digital time where I think people will tend to. I'm not going to see that in theaters, but I'll check it out online. It's going to be on HBO Max. I'll check it out on HBO Max. I think that's kind of a lot what's happening. And also, it's a competitive weekend with Free Guy. Um, and Jungle Cruise just came out, so it's a tough time for the movies to come out also coming out on HBO Max. But I think that even if this was just an only strictly theater release, it still would have probably still made under $5 million. I just think that maybe not enough people knew about the movie or or, yeah. or were intrigued by the trailer and marketing, unfortunately. Yeah, but th- we yeah. liked it. I think it was a good movie. And, you know, it's, it's a sad thing because the movie is original. It's a really cool concept and it's very intriguing and has really good themes Then thought-provoking. And it kind of challenges the audience for sure. And it's not a typical, you know, superhero movie, same old thing. But unfortunately, it seems like for original content, it really needs to be like lightning in a bottle kind of deal for yeah. it to hit i don't think a lot of people knew what it is or still don't know what the movie's about and i think maybe the pacing is like a little slow when you get it. it's because because she's a co-creator of westworld it feels like an a episode of tv where there's like a lot of very long conversations and stuff like that but i hope she gets a second chance because i think she's got talent for sure but anyways let's move on to shang chi and the legend of the ten rings which uh is getting released this weekend and hopefully we'll go to check it out soon if not this weekend during the week and I'd love to do a review on it because uh, everyone is saying that it's awesome action. And, like, the trailer, they just released a clip of him fighting on that bus. It looks pretty cool. And it's not getting released on Disney Plus until October 18th. So this is one of the first films to do a theatrical release for 45 days. And then it will get re- released on streaming platforms, which I think is the the method of, of how they should start doing this. This is how studios should be doing it because... Without movie theaters, without box office, without those runs, film and movie theaters will die. And also, the studio makes most of their money on the first two weeks of a movie's release, especially the first weekend. That's huge. And so, to release it only in theaters benefits the studio in terms of monetary gains. Yeah, I want to keep film alive, and this is how you do it. Uh, the Eternals trailer came out too, which looks really cool. This fascinating con- uh, characters, which it's kind of like Guardians. I didn't even know these people existed. These comics existed, and lots of cool actors are in it. We have Angelina Jolie leading the cast. We have um, Kit Harrington, Kit, Kit Richard Har- Madden, yeah, yeah. And, and um, um, what's his name, Bobby Cole, yeah, Nanjiani, yeah, come um, on, Nanjiani. Yeah. So the cast is stacked. Lots of cool actors. Lots of fun people. So hopefully it's a cool film. And Kit Harrington plays a knight. So I mean, anything else need to be said? <laughs> and he, he has glasses sometimes in it. I think I saw in the trailer. Oh no way, a knight with glasses. So he's a, a, re- a red, a well read knight. Maybe he's like like Peter Parker in a way. <laughs> Takes off the glasses to become the knight. <laughs> Um, also, you want to feel poor? No. <laughs> the highest paid actors of 2021 list just came out. Daniel Craig is number one, so he's got $100 million he signed to be in two Knives Out sequels. Three, uh, two and three. That's more than he makes with Bond. Dwayne Johnson is second. He made $50 million because he signed with Amazon's Red One, so he's making 50 mil for one movie, Dwayne Johnson. And uh, Ryan Reynolds is in that, and so is Gal Gadot. They, they, they both got fat paychecks, too. Will Smith made 40 mil for King Richard. 
I thought the budget of that movie looked like it was 20 mil. Yeah, but if you want Will Smith in your movie, holy guacamole. Denzel Washington made 40 mil for the little things, which, yo, I would take that paycheck too, despite how bad that movie is. Now it makes sense why he's in that movie. Yeah. I read interviews. He's like, he loved the script, and he's like, the script was brilliant. It was like on the page. He he loved the script of the signature on that paycheck. (laughs) That would all make sense. I love love the uh, the contract script where it said I made $40 million for for two months of work. Best part of the script. (laughs) I know some people like that movie, but I actually made a video of why it's not very good you guys it's a video essay you should check it out but if you enjoyed it i hope you had a blast watching it uh leonardo dicaprio made 30 million dollars for don't look up mark Wahlberg made 30 million dollars for spencer confidential that makes sense for why he was in that yeah jennifer lawrence made 25 million for don't look up julia roberts made 25 million for leave the world behind i love that julia's back and still making those fat oh she's a massive name Sandra Bullock made $20 million for The Lost City of D. So those are the top paid actors and actresses so far of 2021, which is it's a lot of money. That's like <laughs> it's like a quarter mil right I'm there. I'm curious about um, Don't Look Up because that cast is massive and has a lot of stars in yeah. it. Like, what are they getting paid? Yeah, it if seems it, like the Leo... two leads are getting so... They must have very minor roles, all of them. And Leo and J-Law are yeah. really leading the film. Yeah, probably. Um, Captain American 4 just got confirmed with Anthony Mackie. Wielding the shield and the wings, it's gonna be cool to watch a new Captain America who can fly and has the shield. It's yeah, gonna be epic. Yeah, I wonder if they give him like some sort of super serum to make him a superhero like Cap, or just keep him human. I would guess they'd keep him as he is because yeah. he already became Captain America without the serum. Yeah, like he was he was uh, good enough of a person in a a warrior to become the cap. Plus now he has the shield, he's got the fighting, he's got the flying, so he's kind of got... Yeah. And the tech. Yeah, and Falcon in the tech is part of Sam's persona, yeah. you know what I mean? And I, I'm very curious about this movie. It'd be nice to see uh, a, a new Captain America without Chris Evans. We'll see how it turns out. Yeah, we'll see. And then Dungeons & Dragons, the live-action adaptation, has just fil- finished filming, and I just learned about this today. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know it was no, filming? It was filming, and it stars Chris Pine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, we never played Dungeons & Dragons. We were more of Pokemon guys when we were kids, and um, but a lot of people were very passionate about Dungeons & Dragons, and uh, I, I, I'm not sure the director, I, I didn't recognize his name when I read it. Um, I'm not sure what else he's done. Uh, so we'll see what, how it turns out. I mean, maybe Chris Pine signed on. He's a smart guy, so maybe the script is really good. But hopefully it doesn't turn out to be like a, a World of Warcraft adaptation, which didn't turn out very well. So we'll see. It's a big, big property. So I'm sure the studio is banking on the fans to want to see this. Yeah. And uh, 50 Cent has two new projects coming out with his production company. He's got a series about the real-life drug pin, and this film is called bmf it stars snoop dogg as a priest i think which is pretty wild the image is crazy and, and also eminem stars as uh white boy rick who is a, a famous person from detroit's history in a series called black mafia family and so I, i'd love to see eminem back on screen because he's he's a talented guy and uh, he hasn't really acted besides being in like cameo roles like in funny people since eight mile mm-hmm. and he- White Boy Rick, there was a film adaptation about that character with Matthew McConaughey mm-hmm. that came out a couple of years ago. Yeah. So it's a real person. And unfortunately, as excited we are, as excited as we are to see Dune. When oh, it you're com- bringing up Dune today. Yeah, I, I got it. I got it. Yeah, but you wrote it, so that counts. It's true. Uh, we're so excited to see this movie in theaters and hopefully in IMAX if we can. Warner Brothers is still releasing it the same day in on HBO Max. And... This movie is such an epic scale kind of film made for the theater experience, and Denis Villeneuve, the director, 
is still very unhappy and disappointed that it's going to be same day release. He as just found theaters. out. Yeah. And I thought that since things are getting a lot better and movies are clearly performing very well, like Free Guy just made thirty million, Jungle Book made thirty million last week, you know, Godzilla and King Kong made sixty million opening weekend. Like movies are making money again, even though there are a few that aren't performing well. You know, the box office is almost back to full capacity. Like we're like about I think seventy percent of what films would normally earn on the summer. And Black Widow did great sixty million, so clearly people were going to the theaters again, but so I was surprised that Warner Brothers still decided to keep the release same day theater and HBO Max. And clearly, being a person who worked on the film for three years, probably dedicated all of his time to it, uh, and put every ounce of passion he had into the project to see it released on a TV screen. I'm sure is very disappointing for him. Yeah, especially with you know Marvel and Shang Chi, they're releasing that in theaters for 45 days only. Why not Warner Brothers do the same thing rather than HBO Max? And you know, I I feel his pain because. Denise, one of those guys, one of those directors who understands, and I think we have the same opinion that without box office, without movie theaters, film will die. They won't make movies like they do anymore. Like the the movies like Dune won't get made. You know, studios aren't going to spend two hundred million dollars to make a film that's just going to get released on on digital. Yeah, they you, you need the event experience, and the event experience coincides with going to a theater with strangers and experiencing the film on a big screen in a huge huge room and. It's not the same experience as sitting on your couch and watching it while you're scrolling through Instagram on your phone. Yeah, it's not it's not the same experience at all. And a movie like this was specifically made. The sound design, the cinematography, it's all specifically designed for the experience inside of a theater. And so he he's a filmmaker who wants you to have the best possible experience. I think great filmmakers always are like that. Tarantino, Nolan, they're always like, I want you to have the best experience possible in the theater. And so it is disappointing. So hopefully you all go see Dune, wear your mask, get vaccinated, whatever you got to do to feel safe, get out there. Yeah. Um, this isn't film related, but Jeopardy host <laughs> Mike Richards, he just got announced like a week ago. He's already out as as host because uh, some unsavory things he said on a podcast recently. About women, I believe, because he was a co he was an executive producer of Wheel of Fortune. And from what I read, he said that girls should be more bikini clad on the show is one of the things he said, and they need to sex it up more. Yeah, I think he called other people on the show fat and stuff like that. It's like, yeah. bro, what is wrong with you? Yeah. You're an executive producer of TV shows, and that's how you're talking on podcasts? Jeez, yeah. my God. It's like, you know, guys like that, you know, they they need to be kicked out. And things, things like this where people like him are getting canceled. Yes, cancel culture can be a little extreme, but for this, when you get rid of a guy like this, it really sets the industry in a better light yeah because he's obviously a fake person because you see him on jeopardy he's like oh he seems like a great guy but yeah. you ain't no alex trebek come on yeah he's like a sociopath anyways uh there's a trailer for foundation uh it's going to be an apple tv series it comes out september 24th and this is based on isaac asimov's sci-fi film move i mean book brilliant book it's really hard to read it's kind of complicated but i have it you should check it out sometime i will um it's kind of like dune-esque but a little more intricate but it's about you know interplanetary humans in the distant future and this mathematician predicts the the destruction and end of the human race and society with mathematics and it's got a really great cast the production value looks insane it looks incredible like i knew it was coming out and i was like kind of skeptical i'm like are they gonna ruin another great sci-fi property that's never been really done but it looks legit yeah i love jared harris he plays uh, what i'm guessing from the trailer he plays the mathematician and it definitely has dune vibes slash 
like Star Wars in terms of the epic scope and the tech, not in terms of like, fighting and lightsabers, but the technology of the, the spacecrafts and stuff. So it definitely looks really intriguing, and it, it looks like Apple put like $200 million into yeah. this at least. Well, it's one of those old sci-fi books that was an inspiration for Star Wars. Like Star Wars wouldn't exist without like obviously Doom, but also Foundation is a huge influence on sci-fi in general. Got it. Maybe uh, I'll borrow it from you. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's a complicated read. It's a tough read, but I think you can handle it. I'm a tough guy. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm about to read Moby Dick, so after I get through that, I'll be able to read anything. <laughs> That's a tough read. <laughs> and then... um. It was recently the 25th anniversary for Happy Gilmore. Makes he, you feel old. Yeah, it's crazy. And a bunch of prep, a bunch of professional golfers attempted the iconic swing. Some of them failed. Some of them did, did pretty good. But all in all, it was a really funny experience for them. I do that every time I'm at a driving range. <laughs> yeah, range. try it at least once. Sometimes, like I think we talked about before, where you can do it and get more distance, but the to, the no control accuracy is yeah. just horrendous with it. And also, you're gonna throw your back out or injure something doing it. Yeah, uh, we got images from the first Maggie Gyllenhaal film, her directorial debut, The Lost Daughter. So we've always been huge fans of Maggie, and we think she's a terrific actress, so we can't wait to see what she does behind the camera. Yeah, she's awesome. I love her. I've always been a huge fan of hers. And then Blood Brothers just released. Uh, it was a trailer on a, it's a Netflix documentary which explores the friendship between Muhammad Ali and Malcolm X. And it's a very in- interesting relationship these two men had. They were both obviously big um um, believers in, in the Muslim religion in America, which was still, you know, pretty small in terms of the number of people that were Muslim in America at that time. And they were big voices in the public and of that time. And so I'm very fascinated to see more about that relationship because you see there's a, a few famous photos of them together. Like there's that photo of them like at it was like they're at like a cafe at a counter after one of Ali's fights. And so I definitely want to see. And also, um, Regina King just directed that film with them in it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very curious to see what their relationship was like behind closed doors. Hopefully there's a lot of footage. James Bond producers shoot down the idea of an Amazon series. We make films. We've resisted the call for 60 years. Yeah, okay. And then when you guys <laughs> lose your jobs in five years and we have new people in charge of the James Bond property, we'll see what happens because I think it's inevitable. They're just going to turn everything. Everything's turned into TV shows and spinoffs. The thing is, so the, the family that owns the rights to the Broccoli family. Um, Linda, like th- they invented Broccoli? <laughs> that's, just their, their, that's their name. That's their name, literally. Um Linda Broccoli, she's been overseeing the rights since since her parents passed away. She's been overseeing all the films that get made, and what's she's always had the passion of the films of James Bond. And so I'm not sure what the contract is with Amazon if they've just licensed the property or if they own it outright because they bought MGM. And Broccoli has always owned the rights. She's like J.K. Rowling with Harry Potter. That family owns the rights to James Bond. So I'm not sure if Amazon has the power to oversee. Over uh, overrule her in the matter. Well, the quotes sound like they do. The quotes sound like that they'll eventually do that once they get the right people out of the room. Oh yeah, maybe that's what it yeah. sounds like, in like to 10 me. Years because it doesn't say we our contract says there won't be any series. I'm telling you, once people leave and they get old and they retire and, and they're out, someone of someone else takes over these, the rights. Yeah, when new people yeah. take over the, the the rights to the show or become the new head producers and EPs yeah. of the show, dude, they're definitely gonna make James Bond series in 10 years. I'm no way they don't. I will. I never want to see a James Bond TV show. Me neither, dude. Never. Me neither. And not even spinoffs of the world. I just think that world is just perfect as it is. James Bond. It's real simple. It doesn't need to be an extended universe. We don't need to see post-credit scenes setting up the next movie. It's just James Bond on a mission, and that's it. I'm happy. Sorry, man. They're turning everything into TV shows. Uh, Everything. Um, 
Martial arts icon and actor Sonny Chiba dies at 82. He played the legendary swordsman Vittorio Hanzo in Quentin Tarantino's Kill Bill. Uh, he's been in screen for 50 years in roles. And he grew up as a fight choreographer and then became actor. He's black belt in six martial arts. And he's just an iconic character. Obviously, Kill Bill Volume 1 and the Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift are his largest roles, plus the Street Fighter. In America. So. so, I mean, what a legend. It's too bad. Every time I watch Kill Bill, he's one of my favorite characters on screen. Yeah, for sure. And then Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which is now the longest-running live-action comedy series in history, uh, they revealed the title of their season episode uh, premiere, and it's... Uh, it's a it's a it's like a look back on 2020 and Rob McElhenney, who plays Mac, is dressed in riot gear. So I, I can only imagine how these five ridiculous characters reacted to 2020. It's like the funniest show of all time. Yeah. I love how they're they're kind of like get on South Park where they get political now, but yeah. like in their own humor way. Yeah. But in, and make it into satire. So I can't wait to see it because Sunny is one of my favorite shows ever. It really is amazing. It's it's genius. It's every season, almost every episode is funny. I, there aren't bad episodes of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And also, it just it doesn't get worse the longer it runs. It seems to just hold on to that comedic level. Because I think they've done, just done such a great job with their characters and like they they change. They've all changed as characters over the last fifteen years, but also kept what made them original. And yeah, they're all idiotic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but they've changed like how how Max now like embraced being gay and everything like that and how yeah. he was everyone always thought he was gay for yeah. so long and Dennis then, Dennis knows he's a sociopath yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Charlie's just Charlie and D is a bird <laughs> <laughs> and Frank's a madman man I love that show <laughs> but the the show works because they're all idiots and it's all it's the yes they change over time but the story they're still at the bar yeah. it's still the same thing every time uh, Aubrey Plaza and Michael Caine are on the book tour from Hell from the book tour in hell and bestsellers trailer. So this is an interesting pairing. Aubrey Plaza keeps working with all these old legendary actors, but I love to see Michael Caine in co-starring roles in films. And maybe it's a comedy too. It probably is. It, I, I, I haven't, I haven't read about the film, but from just from the title and those two, maybe they're rival authors who are touring their books at the same time. Is that your guess? That's my guess. We can look it up right now. Go for it. While you look it up, I'm going to tell you about Clerks 3 just posted an image from set, and the whole cast is back, including uh, Rodazio da Rosario Dawson. And, I mean, Clerks 2 was good, but I'm not sure if I needed a Clerks 3. We'll see. So, the movie with Michael Caine and Aubrey Plaza, cranky retired author reluctantly embarks on a final book tour to help out a young publisher. Okay. But, um, anyways, Clerks 3. I like Clerks a lot. Obviously, it's like a cult classic. Clerks 2 is good, but, like, did we want a Clerks 3? <laughs> I mean, do we have to watch these characters again at, like, a mini-mart? It's also kind of sad that they're still working there. It's really, <laughs> it's really depressing. I saw the trailer. I saw the image, and I was like, wow, that just feels, like, so sad. They all look so old, except for Rosario. She still looks great, but, like— But she's not in the original, so she's a lot like, younger than that. they them, all yeah. look so old. It's, yeah, because they look so old and they still work at the at the mart, and I'm like, oh, and these man. guys aren't like movie stars. They're not like Brad Pitt, who's still a ten at sixty years yeah. old almost, or Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> is fifty still a ten. But they're like normal dudes, and, and just didn't age well. And I think that the main guy dated Rosario on the second, in the one. second one. Yeah, so they must be like married or something. Which is like, come on, that's not yeah. gonna happen in real life. <laughs> <laughs> come on, it's Rosario Dawson, and this guy who works at a mini mart. She dates a senator in real life. Yeah. Like she, <laughs> she, she could do better. <laughs> she dates an actual senator so <laughs> come on but um yeah <laughs> uh, who wanted clerks three uh, 
I'm again nothing. I love the first one. I love Kevin Smith, but we I don't know. I, I guess, yeah. I guess we'll have to watch them in their witty banter in a comedian store for, for the third time. <laughs> Dick jokes and again. Then, and then Clark's Ford, they're going to be like 86, like, <laughs> still working at the Mini Mart. No, then they own it. They own it, finally. <laughs> <laughs> we made it. We own the 60 years later. We own it now. <laughs> no, they work in an Amazon factory. <laughs> that's that's going to be reality. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then uh, Sterling K. Brown and Randall Park will, are actually teaming up for a buddy action comedy movie at Amazon. These two are very talented actors. I love them both. Um, Randall Park is great comedic actor. You saw him recently in WandaVision. And then Sterling K. Brown is an excellent actor. You've seen him in a ton of stuff. Uh, so I, they seem like they'll have a, a interesting clashing of personalities. I think they're they're gonna have great chemistry yeah. on camera because Randall Park is hysterical, especially yeah. like the interview. That was like the first time I've seen him in a big movie. He's mm-hmm. so funny, but he's also in the office. He has a small role where oh, yeah. with Asian, Asian Jim. Jim. Yeah, <laughs> that was one of the best cold opens where they convinced Dwight that Jim is actually Asian and like the, the family the portrait. <laughs> He's putting in his password and he's like trying to block it from Dwight. What's going on? <laughs> wow, wow, Dwight. Kudos to you for not seeing color. <laughs> Man, but Randall Park's hilarious and Sterling K. Brown is great, but he also does comedy really well too. But I yeah. think it'll obviously he'll be like the, the macho cop and Randall's the comedy. Yeah, movie. I think that's how they'll turn it. It'll it'll work really well, I think. Mm-hmm. And then Mark Wahlberg is going to have a wild weekend with Kevin Hart and Netflix, Netflix comedy Me Time. So it looks like a, a similar kind of pairing where we have two, like Mark will probably be like the tough guy. Then Kevin Hart will be the comedic relief. Yeah, they're both setting, settling into their stereotypes, what they're good at. Well, you know? Mark Mark is good at the buddy cop, like duo comedy stuff. Like I, I love the, 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 nice, other guys. the other guys. Then also the the Christmas one that he does with, um, oh, with Will Ferrell. With Will Ferrell. Yeah. Those are really funny too. Mm-hmm. And then there's a Netflix documentary. I don't actually. I don't know if it's Netflix, but there's a new trailer about Bob Ross, and it's called Bob Ross: Happy Accidents, Betrayal, and Greed. And what are the secrets surrounding this, this iconic landscape painter? Dude, I'm so. This movie seem, makes it seem like he's a serial killer. Or yeah. Something. Like what is what is going on here? Yeah. <laughs> what did this guy do in real life? <laughs> for real. Like, and then like the person who made is like, I've been trying to tell the story for years. Like, what did Bob Ross do? Did someone actually paint these? That he stole their work? I think it's like seems more nefarious. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe someone. What if someone like came up with the concept, but he stole the concept for himself and then be, became huge because of it? It's pretty wild. But like the the fact that. Happy accidents, yeah, that's not a bad term, really, but betrayal and greed betrayal to and be greed. associated yeah. with Bob Ross. Who's it like, should be betrayal, greed, and murder. Because when you think of Bob Ross, you think of, like, Mr. Rogers, like, that kind of guy, like, yeah. a totally— And we're just going to paint some clouds here. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very beautiful nice mountain. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. And you, just, you just enjoy yourself, and it's a beautiful day out here. <laughs> oh, man. This is what I mean about everything's being turned into TV series. Uh-huh. Field of Dreams series ordered at Peacock. Like why? 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 Why do we need it to be a series? Come, on, that's what I mean. Everything's being turned into TV shows. You know the reason? Because they need you to keep watching their apps as long as possible. They one movie for two hours is not enough. They need you to watch their streaming service for twelve hours. Well, no, I know that. I'm yeah. just talking about how every property yeah. that's ever been turned into a movie in the last sixty years. That's why been... we need theaters. Yeah. So we don't have no, so everything doesn't have to be a TV show. Yeah. Jeez. Also, I I think it. I think they maybe they greenlit it because of how well that MLB game performed i think it was a huge hit for mlb so maybe there no, but this has probably been um in the works in the works for years yeah. i mean you don't just like watch a baseball game and be like oh we should make a series and yeah written by the good place creator and the good place i've seen an episode it's, it's pretty it's okay 
but a lot of people love it, so we'll see. I don't like network TV. Yeah. I mean, The Good Place is about people who are stuck in limbo, so it's an intriguing concept, but it it is very, very, like, G-rated, like, very mainstream, so. Open up a restaurant with Ted Danson. (laughs) It's a Beastie Boys line. Ted Danson's in the show. Yeah. Anyways. Great job. Final fact is, you can take it away. There's a new Nicolas Cage movie coming out, which premiered at Sundance. We unfortunately didn't have time to watch it, but it's called... I wish we did. Yeah, we had it on our list, but we didn't make it happen. It's called Prisoners of the Ghostland, and 12 new images just released, and it's some kind of kung fu, martial arts, sword-wielding action adventure, and, I mean, Nick Cage is fighting people with a samurai sword, so, I mean, you have my money already. Just just let me know when it comes out. I believe the producer of Mandy is producing this film as well. It seems like it from the tone of the yeah. images. So, And if you guys haven't seen Mandy, that is one of the wildest, trippiest, most epic horror films I've seen in the last decade. Yeah, so I'm it, definitely going to be watching this yeah, movie. So if you like weird horror, watch Mandy ASAP. Put it on your watch list. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, that wraps up movie news number 12. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We have some great episodes coming for you this week. M- tomorrow is going to be one of my favorites we've done. That's so good. It's going to be pretty epic. And if you're a patron, you obviously know what the schedule is coming up. So if you want to know our schedules and get all the perks and exclusive bonus episodes and stuff like that, become a patron at Raiders of Lost Podcast. No, at patreon.com slash Raiders of Lost Podcast. But you can also find the Patreon through our website. Yeah, yeah. Go to RaidersofLostPodcast.com to find all the links to everything. Yeah. All right. All right. Take care, everyone. Bye. Raiders of the Lost podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? (laughs) Of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 